Okay, so here it is, the four Bs, bullish Bitcoin banter and bullshit. They are back. So never look, myself, Mr. All In and Dr. Evil 10%. Wait, wait. No, she's still not here. (laughs) (laughs) This is no show. show. She is still not here. Hey, it's all good. But this is part number 39. There's no excuse, but um, we, we moved it to Wednesday over. Okay, we can do whatever day we're asking for Mrs. No Show. But I'm not doing it at lunchtime. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Friday. Yeah, Friday lunchtime, Mrs. No Show wants. Hey, if the viewers think that we should try and get Mrs. No Show back on a Friday lunchtime, we'll put it to a vote. And then we'll ignore the vote. And then we'll ignore the vote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it doesn't go our way, we'll ignore it. We'll do a Biden yeah. on it. Yeah, straight away. If, it, if, if we're losing the vote, we'll just, in the, in the last hour, add 10 more votes to our side so we win again. There's only four of us. <laughs> Pull it out front of the table. Oh, 12 votes, say Tuesdays. Oh, we win again. He's always going to be against a, a three-to-one ratio anyway, so regardless of what the vote yeah. says. Exactly. I'll, I'll get pulled out of it for meetings and so on, so I just can't yeah. commit on a Friday. Um, Young MBA a... will be coming on before he comes on. We'll have another guest appearance at some point. Yeah. Uh, Especially um... if you end up unemployed next month. Time <laughs> 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 on your hands. <laughs> I love it, that when he listens to this. <laughs> it, it'll be desperately trying to pump up um, the Bitcoin noise to, to get the value up. Yeah, and he's, he's going to need it to get through his hard times. Yeah. Um, Start retweeting been, everything. I was just going to say, it's been a bit of a crazy week in Bitcoin. Everything seems to ramped up, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I think I think yeah. the last couple of weeks, really, right, we started the new year and we had some stories. But I think for the first time ever, we were struggling for stories. And I think yeah. the last couple of weeks, the stories built up a little bit, but they've been quite lightweight. There's not mm. big news in there. It's just kind of chatter. This week, I mean, we've got 10 or 15 here. And they're all pretty meaty. They're like yeah. big, big shit. So yeah. yeah. We've, we've got a lot going on in South America. Like some, you know, big stories. Well, one which I don't really understand the scope of, and then the other which is inevitable. Yeah, definitely. Jack, Jack, Jack Maulers has seen the prey and he's hunting <laughs> it down. He's got a lot to go after. I mean, I know we, uh, we covered it initially, didn't we? But yeah, he's... It's going to take over the world with strike. Yeah, God, he really is. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, let's start it off as always. If anyone wants to follow, well, the show notes are in the bottom. Whether you're watching on YouTube or your favourite listening app. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so this is um, striker expanding to Argentina. And Gaz has put in a figure that inflation is 50.9% in the last year. So yep. just to kind of like go into that one, that's the official figure, isn't it? Yeah, it's the official figure that I don't wow. think it's in the article, but yeah, I think it's below. I think it might be linked. There's an article, but that is the official figure from the government of Argentina, China, 50.9%. Yeah. So by a general rule, we could double or treble that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it's an interesting one because Argentina, I was having a good think about this one, that we have talked about Argentina before in hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. And I want, to, I want to say that Argentina has been through hyperinflation four times in the last either 50 or 100 years. Yeah. And recently, I think. 
Yeah, right. it's one of the worst ones because they've had yeah. to bin off their currency mm. and form a new one, which is very similar. The same thing, it's fiat from the government and start again because they've ended up in hyperinflation. So they, you know, they've gone through a standard of, oh, we won't do it this time. And it's like, well, we just need a few, few more pesos. We need a few more. We need a lot more. We need a lot more. But it's just like, boom, and no one wants to deal in pesos or whatever currency they're in. Mm, yeah. So um, it does seem like it's quite easy prey because it's happened so many times in Argentina. And Argentina, I think, of um, they've also, um, what's the correct word for it? They can't repay their debt to the US. Um, so they've had to bail out on that one, which has affected their credit rating as a country. Yeah, yeah I'm just... And the definition of hyperinflation as well is it's over 50% inflation in a year. So being at 50.9, oh. it means Argentina are officially back into hyperinflation, which uh, is mm. a perfect time for strike to land. But I like his interview because it's, this is very different to his news in El Salvador. This doesn't mean Argentina are going on to a Bitcoin standard in any shape or form, because straight away the interviewer goes, have you spoken to the government? Is the president on board? And he just goes, look, that isn't my job. I'm not going to go lobby politicians. My job is I'm a tech guy rolling out financial services to the people. The people can now use it. That's that's all this news is. Uh, so he hasn't got the president sat next to him like he did with Bukulele at El Salvador this time. So they're not. it's not like Argentina are going to go on to a Bitcoin standard or anything like that. But it just means people on the ground now have access to Bitcoin. They can download the Strike Wallet. They can send money to each other for free. They can leave the country and send money back to Argentina for free. So the remittance fees all go. So it, it's massive news. And, and I, I really admire Jack because if he wanted to make money, you would roll out Strike in the UK in some uh, you know, rich European countries. And the amount of fees and kind of the amount of money that would go into his app would be a lot more going but into it's, the- But it's Argentina. Wouldn't you say that that's an easier target because you're, it's, it's one where the money is um, def the value is deflating so much that you need to put it in something else. Wouldn't you say that it's an easier target to hit a country like that in the UK? Uh, maybe, but I still think, imagine how much we would use it. Like I would switch to it straight away. So yeah, I think but, there's a lot of Bitcoiners. I, I, I think I think you're right. Like there is a, there's a, undoubtedly the use case is there, but the use case for financial products has always been there in South America and Africa, but it's not profitable. So big financial companies don't give a fuck to solve the problem. Yes, I suppose that their yearly income, I don't know what it is in Argentina, but say it's a thousand pounds. Yeah. You know, where is the average income in the UK for someone who is full-time employees 40, I think? Exactly. I can guarantee that the average wallet value of he that obviously the, you know, the way of that strike make money is when you're buying and selling, converting from fiat into Bitcoin as a spread, and that'll be yeah. where they make their fees. <laughs> and guarantee that the average wallet size in Argentina will be a fraction of what it would be if you rolled it out across Europe. But you will get more people because there's a desperation across the whole population, whereas in the UK, mm. it's the, um, what's it called? It's the early adopters. We're still in yeah. an early adoption at, adoption stage. I know it probably doesn't feel like that to you, but it is. And also maybe there is, um, maybe there's links from El Salvador you know, um, like family-wise as well. So El Salvador to Argentina, um, it gets passed via word of mouth and through family members and that social proof trust 
makes people in the uh, South America region more likely to use it. And perhaps it's a little bit easier as well going down this route of um, giving it to the people as opposed to then trying to lobby with the government to put it as a Bitcoin standard because it may naturally occur through the people and then they'll vote with um, essentially somebody that says, you know what, this is pretty good. Or it could be a kid, couldn't it, you know, that's grown up with this that then becomes, uh, well, goes into politics and sees that this is the right way. So just to, I've got a wiki up for Argentina. Mm. So since independence from Spain in 1816, the country has defaulted on its debt nine times and inflation has often been in the double digits, even as high as 5,000%. Wow. resulting in several large currency defla- um, devaluations. Um, and I think there was one about the 1980s, but yeah, it went up to, was it 500%? Or was it 300%? Um, one of the earliest ones. So uh, there we go. This led to an average annual inflation rate of 300% between 1975 and 1990. So 15 years. 300% every year. Yeah, so the 50 figure, whilst it sounds big, is probably nothing. Yeah. And it's a lot higher. Yeah, it's, it's just, they're just on the curve, aren't they? It's, you know, this is, this like, is you know, very big use case. Like El Salvador's poor and they just can't get that poverty. You know, they try to for having their own fiat country, um, currency, tried to copy the big boys, got devalued because everyone just went, fuck it, I don't have to put up with this, I can deal with dollars. Yeah. And, now, and now they're getting fucked over by the US government. So we just gone, we can go on to Bitcoin. And Argentina, they are just, they're such a case study for this firm to be on a Bitcoin standard because it stops their government being out of control. But their government's so corrupt that will they actually get it in? Yeah, that'll be, that's the thing to watch now is whether Argentina react to, to stuff like this. Can they, will mm-hmm. they ban it? Will they try and regulate it out of, out of existence? That's going to be the reaction because with El Salvador, like we've talked about, like Bukele actually called up Jack and invited him in and went, we want to go on to a Bitcoin standard. How do we do it? And Jack talked them through the tech side and then they rolled it out. That was very much, a, they were pulling. He, no one was pushing. Whereas on this one, I mean, Jack's pushing. He's like, the next country that I think needs it is Argentina. So bang, he's rolled it out. So now it's about what's the reaction? Because undoubtedly the people are going to love it. The people can download it get into their Bitcoin and suddenly realise, wow, they have a bank account for the first time in their lives that they can actually hold value in and send it around. Because obviously a lot of the big mainstream banks don't like giving bank accounts to people that are poor and default on debt. Well, they had a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime um, money seizure. I don't know if you call it that. Um, in Argentina, I think it was the equivalent of if you had wealth over £10,000, they would take a slice of it. I want to say it was 10%. And this happened yeah, last so year. Those uh, people with money are a little bit of a haircut when it comes yeah. to their finances. So Bitcoin stops that. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that stops that kind of behaviour happening. So the um, government have to behave responsibly. Mm. You're talking about responsible governments. Should we flip over to Turkey? Oh, <laughs> we love a bit of Erdogan. Erdogan. <laughs> this one literally came out this evening how long ago actually was it literally yeah it's 10 to 5 today it's yeah. not one which i've actually looked at i haven't looked at the uh, show notes, so... this, yeah, this evening. Oh, it's right. exciting 
Click the link. It's Bukulele. You tweet it. You have to click translate the tweet if you want to actually be able to read it because it is in, I think it's actually in Turkish, not even in Spanish, this one. But it says, this Thursday, I am visiting the president of the Republic of Turkey, Mr. Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Yeah, oh, but Erdogan's corrupt as fuck. Will he actually? I know. It's This is... Well, it's an no one would have predicted this one. <laughs> but, the thing, but the thing is, Erdogan <laughs> yeah, no er, keeps on sacking his um, finance ministers because they want to raise the interest rates in order to taper off the inflation, but then they could just keep on printing. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, probably if I had to predict what's going to play out here, he's he's going. Nave might go over there and go like try and get them onto a Bitcoin standard and all that type of stuff. But Erdogan's so fucking corrupt, he'll probably end up just going. Bitcoin just looks like a good investment, and it's going to make a load of money. So what I'm going to do is take a load of the public money, put it into Bitcoin, let it appreciate, and then just sell it and steal the gains. But like, if they I have. have- Guess. If they have their, um, what's it correct? If they have their reserve in Bitcoin, it's still an advancement. Yeah. I know, it's not for, I know it's not for the right reason. Yeah. It's another use case. Yeah, if the government actually used the gains for the public good, it would be great. But if they're just going to steal mm. it and make a gold mansion, then it didn't make any difference, well, did what, it? What do you mean that gold mansion was made 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. It might pump the price a little bit and then it will dump the price when he takes his gains out. I saw Erdogan around some conference. Um, I saw a picture of him. He looks really decrepit now because, you know, the pictures which are usually published, he's a fairly strong man, whereas the one which I saw in the last year, he looked um, a bit fragile. Maybe he's seeing the light then. Maybe he's nearly on the way out and he's going, you know what? I'm going to leave my corruption behind and just do something good for the country before I bow out. That would be nice. No, it's going to be some It'd mass be genocide instead. <laughs> <laughs> if he did that as well, he's 67 in terms of age, but oh, is he? I yeah. don't believe that maybe, you know, in, in Turkey that the average age is of a, you know, a, a long time. So maybe, maybe he's uh, coming to, into the end because that way he can rewrite history because he'll be seen as that good guy that did it for the people even though it was like the last three months of his life <laughs> and not the, the 67 years of prior yeah it's, it's very left field yeah I would never have predicted Turkey because as we've always said like it's super corrupt virtually a dictatorship these should be the countries that are last even though Turkey is absolutely a use case. It would fix oh, the country. Oh yeah, no ends it, up, but it's whether the but government. If you actually have, it. yeah, if you actually had a government or a, what a president who actually wanted to do something for people, it is a big use case. Hmm. So I think what we're starting to see is that a lot of the small currencies are falling apart because people. It's not even so much how much they print; it's the fact that no one sees the value in them. So, like for Turkey, they're like dollar, you know, and they don't want to be using a dollar. It wouldn't surprise me, actually, is that what they'll have common ground on is the debt that they owe other countries. And he mm-hmm. probably and Turkey are probably under a lot of pressure. And they've just gone, how are you just on Twitter giving two fingers up to IMF? Like, how can you do this? And he's like, because I don't use their money anymore. They can't. And it might just trigger something in the Turkey in Erdogan's head and go, oh, like, so I can give two fingers up to America. Yeah, yeah, because... Every time they print some and your debt goes up, 
they can't do that anymore because you don't hold your money in dollars. You hold it in Bitcoin. And uh, Oh, it might. Even though he's a crop fucker, he might just be thinking greedily. It takes gets them off my back. So yeah, and it does help out the people as a secondary factor. Yeah, because he just then doesn't have to inflate his money as stupidly high. Yeah, because he's got a proper solution to the problem instead. Because part of the um, outcome of the um, what is it called Bretton Woods? Was it Bretton Woods in the seventies? I can never remember which one it was. Yeah, Bretton Woods. Yeah, yeah. was but they have to basically follow how much America prints. Yeah. And otherwise, America just puts sanctions on everyone for not yeah. printing enough. <laughs> Sorry, you're not making your poor poorer. What are you doing? Sanction. What, what's well, that? You're, 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 a, you, you're a terrorist. <laughs> 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 but I'm just trying to help my people. Terrorist. <laughs> look terrorist. up, look up, look up. Is that a bomber? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just looking at uh, recent news stories of Erdogan, and he's being pretty active. Um, so he's trying to mend talks with Isra- with the Israeli president Herzog, uh, who says that he may visit very soon, and also boosting ties with Albania. And uh, and there was something else. Oh, he also talks about he's inflation to 4% before and he can do it again they're at 36.1 official so we're looking around about what do we say 60 to 90% real <laughs> and he wants it down to 4 Jesus. Yeah. It, it's actually funny that 4 but, is, would be but, a massive goal that's still but that's, well, that's, yeah. that's 8 or 12 we know that again <laughs> yeah, yeah true, true. <laughs> yeah it's like it's like asking a girl how many people they slept with, whatever they say, <laughs> times it by three. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good promising one. So we got two really positive pieces of news from Argentina and Turkey. Do we want to go on to another country or do we want to leave that till later? Let's keep it with the countries. Keep going. Uh, so Brazil. So this was um the um what is it? If you pay part of your taxes, you get um, a reduction in how much it, it is, isn't it? So that's um, it's yeah. a mayor of one of the um, cities. I can't remember the name of the city off the top of my head, though. Is it Rio? Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, yeah. The capital. Yeah. Yeah, so, so he announced the tax thing, and then this is a follow-up around the treasury as well. That's right. Yeah. So the Rio de Janeiro mayor said that they'll put 1% of its treasury into Bitcoin. I tried to do a little bit of uh, research around what the 1% in terms of value actually is, but I couldn't find a specific number. I don't know if anyone else has, has got a number at all. And, no. and also, do they actually have a treasury or just do they just run on debt? <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. That's why I thought, I'd, rather than trusting, I'd actually try to verify and put some numbers behind it because you could say 1%, but 1% of what? And what is that actual value as well? It's kind if of you like look at a, the amount of people with 6.7 million there, so it's not like that town was it in America where he gave um, some sats to all the residents and there are only you know, a couple of thousand. Wyoming. Yeah, something like that. Whereas this is yeah. 6.7 million, so it's a... You know, that's higher population in a lot of countries. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's a, it's a ten percent saving if you pay in Bitcoin, mm. which is pretty decent. That that's a quite a big incentive. 
but already people have come out and gone like don't give governments your bitcoin but but look like if you're giving them fear that's the same as bitcoin really because that fear could have been bitcoin so mm. it makes sense that if you're about to pay your government ten thousand pounds say you might as well convert that ten thousand pounds into bitcoin give them nine thousand pounds worth of bitcoin and keep the thousand pounds of bitcoin for yourself so yeah yeah okay it is them stacking sacks but giving them fear is the same thing because if you give them 10 grand they could buy 10 grand worth of bitcoin behind the scenes it's it's no different but yeah it looks but it looks good because it looks like brazil are they they what they're stacking bitcoin they they're not on yeah. a standard yet they it's just 1% at the moment but we know what happens to everyone right everyone starts off small everyone starts going little just 10% and then they realize they lost <laughs> Yeah, got to ten percent over there. It's now at one hundred and forty percent. Oh, he's secretly all in. Oh, I, we've made some great progress, by the way, because uh, I'm sure you won't mind saying. But on is it Friday night? We were messaging. Yeah, I was just about to go to bed, and these messages start flashing up, and I was just like, "Ooh, pension talk." <laughs> <laughs> So while, while my wife's snoring, I was just like, ooh, pension. <laughs> I kept him up an over an hour late, uh, later than he was going to go to bed. And uh, yeah, I think big revelation, breaking news. He will not be paying into his pension come April. April? Just, why not February? Um, it's just the tax years. Does that matter? Just going to start in the tax year, and then you've got your tax re- when you've got a clean tax return. Yeah, there we go. So, because it, it, I'm going to start off slightly less risky, I'm going to start off with SIP, probably a bit of an ISA, uh, but you get automatic 20% from um, going to a SIP. And then at the end of the tax year, you can claim your additional tax um, back. So, if I do clean tax years, then I can sort that out a lot easier. But then it's I've got to finalise what I'm going to invest in. Oh, I need to, I need to do a bit of analysis on it. I need the, to actually dig into it. The biggest step is just taking control. That that, yeah. that is my main my, my main point for this entire time is just I almost don't care what you do with it. You could just go and spend it on coke and hookers. At least you're doing something with it. Putting in a pension, like I don't think you're going to see it. Ooh. I honestly don't. Like in twenty years time, when that actually matures, I honestly think our government would have stolen it. So at least by not paying in now, just take the company. I, th- I don't think there's ever a need to steal a pension though, because they can just no. print what they want. <laughs> oh, God. Have, a, ha- have a look across any, go and have a look at Argentina, Cyprus, Brazil, everywhere. Yeah, but, with steal the U- pension. We're, but with the UK, we just print what we want. It, it, yeah, until we, we can't. Until we can't. Yeah, then yeah. they steal. Um, and all they yeah. hyperinflate it. So you say you've oh. got like 100 grand, 200 grand, 500 grand worth of pension. You're like... I'm Christy. Yeah, you are until five hundred grand only buys a loaf of bread. Now what? Exactly, exactly. Or the pension becomes underfunded. So all these people all try to take their pension and the money's just not there as well. As we've always said, like the best way of stealing money is by printing more somewhere else and devaluing yours. So your pot basically becomes worthless. You have to get out of fear and put it into a different type of asset. And that's what you're about to do, which is fantastic. So I'm happy. I'm going to get well, him yeah, away from of... the SIP, however, though. I'm trying to push him away from the SIP because the SIP still locks in until 57. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whereas the it's, it's looking into... will allow him control as and when. It's looking into things because we've got the company pension. 
And it was more of a revelation of what actually made up the company pension. The fact that so much was bonds and cash. And I was just like, this is possibly one of the worst makeups of a pension ever. Like, yeah. why would I have such, I think it's like 30% of it is, you know, a third of it is getting nothing out of it. And literally that's holding back the rest of your pot. It's, you know, for anyone who's listening, if you've got a company pension, look into it and see if you can contribute yeah. elsewhere because the breakdown is you'll have government bonds, which gain nothing because there's no interest rate, then cash, which is deflationary. So you're basically fighting those two assets in order to actually get a positive um, amount within your pension. So you are on a proper uphill battle. Don't trust, verify. Yeah, 100%. Especially when you look at your pay slip, if you actually break down your payments, like the pension payment will be substantial. Why haven't you verified that payment? If that payment was going anywhere else, you'd know everything about it. But no one knows what's in the pension. It's like, no, it's got the word pension on it. It must be safe. It must be good. No, that does not have to be that. Don't trust it. Verify it. And if at the end of the verification, you're like, no, I want to be invested in cash and bonds. Fine. Leave it there. You're not going to make it, but leave it there. In reality, you should come to the conclusion of taking control and investing it. it But it's it's looking at whether you can move the company pension to a SIP. Yeah, and you can. You can. Yeah, it's just it's figuring out how to. So step one will be starting off the payments in a in a new one, and step two will be moving that one out because it's just it's absolutely terrible. Because in reality, everyone needs money when you're old, when you're not working, so it makes sense. But instead of calling it a pension, just call it like future planning. That's that's it. Like it's financial planning, and you don't need to pay someone one percent a year to do that for you. Like we're smart people. Like we can do it ourselves. Yeah. I mean, the various different ones you are going to pay. I think there's 0.5 um, government stealth tax on going in, which you can't avoid. And then there's monthly payments or as a percentage. So, you're, a always gonna, yeah, so you're always going to be paying in. Um, big, not, if you, not if you just do stocks or buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> you're still using the government. You're still using the old financial model. Eventually, you'll, <laughs> you'll get out of that as well. And then you'll be even freer. <clears throat> Yeah, and that's good news. Uh, so we've done Brazil, and so yeah, I think this is going to be a running theme throughout all the pods that we ever do. You know, uh, you'll see it's like a character, isn't it? The character starts off super safe, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Doctor Evil ten percent will be all in, it's, all it, the way. Oh, actually, it reminds me of Breaking Bad. Yeah. He started yeah. off as the crappy like chemistry teacher, <laughs> yeah. and by the end, he's going to be Eyes a drug lord smashing yeah. people. Like, <laughs> why are you not? Like, why are you not on a Bitcoin standard, smashing the head into the table? <laughs> what, what, what's the line? It's like I fear the day when someone knocks on our door. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks the doors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the one that knocks. Yeah, Eisenberg. Uh, that, yeah. that would have been a good name for you, actually, Heisenberg. You even look like him as well. Yeah. You, you think that I look like everyone who's bald? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man of, man of yeah. mystery. <laughs> you just need a and little it, hat. And, he, and here's a cat to accompany. So I've got my uh, persona. Yeah, that's the one. All right. Um, should we move on to, like, so that's yeah. great, like, country news. It's crazy, right? Argentina, Turkey, Brazil. Bang. Yeah. They're um, all countries that need Bitcoin, all on the list. But then we've got some more, like, probably on the ground stuff. But it's good. Like, Jack Dorsey is yeah. 
It's great that he's out of Twitter because he, the, the kind of stuff which he's coming out with, you're going, this is a person who's going to drive um, Bitcoin forwards. I think, yeah, previously before he was probably just trying to uh, keep the shareholders happy and obviously toe the company line. Well, but now he, he was doing free. a full time job, whereas his full time job is dealing with his companies now, um, which isn't just Twitter, yeah. and um, playing out with Bitcoin, doing what he yeah. thinks is best because he's what? Multi-millionaire, extremely rich billionaire. Oh, is he? Some respect on his name and that bank account. Put some bounties <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, it's worth billions. And and by the way, he's he's actually before he's actually is still CEO of Square. So before, yes, of course, yeah. he had the most crazy diary. I read his diary once, like he published it, and he had this fifty-fifty day of where he was like all oh. week where he had like two and a half days at Twitter and two and a half days at Square. And it's just insane. And the, everyone said it, it was never going to work. He was going to fail at both. And instead, like Twitter went from strength to strength and Square is now one of the leading financial companies in the world. And yeah. he's, re- he's remained as CEO of Square. So, but I think- With Cash App, isn't it? Uh, yeah. With Square. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Cash App, yeah. And then he's plugging in all these other financial products around Bitcoin into square essentially into that kind of thing so he's building miners hardware wallets he's basically trying to do like cash app is a competitor to strike and uh, and he's and he's keeping it real because he's just bitcoin only he's got a lot of, he could make a lot more money if he opened it up to shit coins and all those all that pump and dump shit he would get make shit tons of money on the fees he's like no bitcoin only don't give a shit bitcoin only and and <laughs> now yeah and i think this he's is got the- principles yeah, he just yeah he believes in the long term. He doesn't want quick gains. He doesn't need it. He's so rich. He doesn't need the quick yes, gains. He's worth seven point eight billion. Yeah, um, and he still owns part of Twitter, eight hundred, which is worth eight hundred and fifty million for that sliver. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, so Twitter's only worth eight hundred and fifty million. No, that's his sliver in Twitter. Oh. So he owns a little bit of it. So I, I'm guessing he owned a lot more of Twitter originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he probably got diluted, but yeah, I think he sold a lot of off. And and think I think he has big, big Bitcoin holdings. I was gonna mm. say if he's the, the stuff which he's doing with Bitcoin, I'd say that <laughs> he, he'll have ten percent in Bitcoin. I, I'd imagine, yeah, yeah. He's- yeah. Interestingly enough, talking of diaries as well, and I know before we came on air, we were talking about Joe Rogan. Uh, I was watching because it's one of the few interviews that you can still watch on um, on YouTube still. The Elon Musk interview, and he did try to actually de- dig into how does Musk set up his week or his day, and he didn't at the time. Uh, re-watching the beginning of it didn't really get to the bottom of it but i would love to know how it is actually done and successfully as well Mosh doesn't sleep much yeah <laughs> elon's a freak like there would be no point learning what musk does because he's a robot he's and he's a gigabrain like the amount of information he can hold and process so i think i think his answer pretty much was i don't stop working yeah yeah, he literally works non-stop. He'll work the weekends. He'll call people in the middle of the night and have a paddy at them and all sorts. So, yeah, you know, it's it's not a life which I'd ever want for myself. When he was producing yeah. the first Teslas, he even said he, he slept on the factory floor. He didn't go home. Mm. He wanted, it was partly he was needed there and partly he even said, 
he wanted to show support to the factory workers. And um, so they were working around the clock. He went, why should I not do that? So he just slept for three or four hours on the floor and got up and then carried on helping. It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So I think these guys, that they are just insane and that they're super, they're super high IQ and super, like somehow don't need to sleep barely and just have the drive and passion that even when the money is stupidly high and now is not even a goal, just yeah. achieving kind of human, like generational type change just drives them. And mm. we only get like 10 a generation or something. And they're, they're just, they're, they're literally our version of superheroes to a certain extent. This is, you, you can't, don't try and model it because <laughs> at half four, they go to bed at two in the morning, they work all day they get shit on twitter everyone calls them scammers and like bad names constantly they all they get is shit but they it bounces off and they just keep going and they just keep yeah. winning and it's just it's like fair play to them because if you if you like google by jack dorsey and elon musk and just read the first couple of articles about them they'll be probably at least 70 percent negative mm. it's just that's just the word i've heard so much about jack dorsey I think because he's not such a character as um, Elon yeah. Musk. Oh, no one gets more press than Musk, but Dorsey gets a lot of shit for the censorship on Twitter. And I think that's probably the biggest reason why he threw it in, because he just went, I don't want to do the censorship, but if I don't allow it, then the company gets shut down and Twitter's no longer there. So I think he just left and went, look, I'll build another Twitter based on Bitcoin, but I don't want to close Twitter down when leave nowhere for people to go. Yeah. Yeah, but this story about Jack anyway, this is about he set up a fund to support Bitcoin developers that are getting attacked illegally. Uh, so he's just put a load of money in. It looks like I'm pretty sure he just put his own money in. It, it seems yeah. like he's not asking for donations. He's, he didn't say where the money came from. I'm pretty sure it's his own money. And he's just put it into a fund, hired some lawyers and gone. When the Bitcoin developers get attacked by frauds like Craig Wright for various spurious things like because he because basically Craig Wright has claimed ownership of the white paper because he said he's Satoshi, therefore he wrote it. He's claiming ownership. So if you host the Bitcoin white paper on your website, he does a cease and desist on you and sues you if you leave it there. So and and he's also suing all the developers for changing his code because he's copyrighted the Bitcoin code. He thinks he hasn't, but he thinks he has because he's Satoshi. So now that they've been doing updates, like putting out Segway on it, putting Taproot on it, all these things, he's suing them for changing his code and mm. demanding they roll it back and give him the million Satoshi coins that are his, even though he should already have them if he is Satoshi. Well, yeah, you should already have them, right, dude? Like, they're yours. And Why a lot of I this... give you your keys back? They're in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of this is like... It's just all it is, is noise. He always doing is distracting developers. None of these cases have any merit. But mm. when a lawsuit comes through your door, you have to answer it. Otherwise, you have to just, you lose, lose on default. So it's very stressful. These are developers that aren't used to court cases and doing all this type of bullshit. They just want to sit quietly and code on Bitcoin. And fair play to Jack, he stepped in and gone, I'm going to be the buffer. When these dickheads come to you with these crappy lawsuits and you can't afford and don't want any noise, forward it to me. I'll handle it. I give it to the lawyers. They'll they'll tell them to fuck off, and I'll fund it. You crack on developing. So I love it. Like fair play. Yeah. Why does he just put a fund together to kill someone like Craig Wright? (laughs) 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 
Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Ghislaine, uh, 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 if she dies in the next month or so, it'd be too obvious, right? Yeah. Um, because we had that, that case where they um, he basically stole a load of Bitcoin off um, one of the former Bitcoin developers by getting yeah. hold of the PC. And the court ordered him to pay a lot of money to this developer's family. Um, I'm guessing that hasn't been settled yet. So I'm think I was guessing that this would probably make Craig Wright go quite quiet because it's was it 100 million or something like that? Yeah, that's right. I think it was like 500 million. It was it was a lot. It might have been 100 million. Yeah, it was a lot. I don't think he's paid yet. I think he's appealing. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's going to distract him completely now. Well, the problem is he is just like he he has hundreds of lawsuits out at any one time. He just loves it, and because he's rich, he has, has an army of lawyers doing this for him. He just he gets off on it. He's he's a fucking psychopath. He he doesn't even care if he wins or loses. He just likes disrupting Bitcoin because he's bitter that we don't believe he's Satoshi. And he's just a nasty but, piece of work. I was gonna say, but Satoshi, you know, from everything which he said, didn't want attention. I know. Yeah. I know. When he first came out as Satoshi on the BBC, he said, This is my first and ever interview. I didn't want to do this. Some journalists found out that I, I am Satoshi. So I'm just going to admit it. Then you're never going to hear from me again. I don't want any attention. It's about seven years after that or five years after that. And he hasn't stopped chirping about the fact he's Satoshi ever since. It's like, yeah, he, he kind of kept up the Satoshi act for about two hours. <laughs> and then it all <laughs> Once everyone went, oh, okay, you're never going to do an interview again. Bye. He's like, no, 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 no. Come to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not actually bothered are we no but yeah it's good that Jack Dorsey hopefully just puts a like you know 50 million into a fund and that just protects Bitcoin developers from this nonsense lawsuits that just distract them because it's been numerous like high profile Bitcoin developers actually have been openly saying they're not going to contribute to Bitcoin anymore on Twitter and mm-hmm. uh, what we think it is like some of them look legit and I think it is because they are pretty wealthy now anyway. And they just, they've had a lawsuit through, come through from Craig Wright. And it is basically, basically a, a cease and desist. So if you just stop developing on Bitcoin, then the lawsuit goes away. Because uh, you can't kind of do you for previous stuff because he never warned you about it. It's any future stuff, now from you're liable. Point. Yeah. From How that does that he find who the developers are? Well, they're all on GitHub and on, and on Twitter as well. Okay. And so, some people have their real names. Sometimes they don't have their real names. It's just, you know, random codes. But the random code corresponds to a Twitter one, and you can DM a lawsuit to that. And then he basically, in that, he's demanding to know your real identity. If you don't reveal it, he'll go to Twitter and say you're breaking the law, and potentially Twitter would reveal it. You, you never know. Mm. Even Twitter would surely turn around and go, get fucked, Craig, right? <laughs> yeah, you were fucked. <laughs> yeah. You'd hope so, but you just never know. Um, do you want to move on to the mining story? Yeah, go on. Yeah, let's keep on. I mean, so this is one where someone started Bitcoin mining and they, um, I, I want to say it was just a couple of days, and um, they got a block reward. So this is a bit of a, almost, it, to me, it seemed like winning the national lottery or something. <laughs> It just seemed like, you know, this is, 
isn't the story which you should follow. You should go into a pool because then you can share a reward. So with this kind of stuff, like, it is absolute blind luck from what I interpreted from the story. Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking about this and I think we are, we covered it just last week because you could be doing all of this mining and then never actually get a block because there's somebody in a different country that has more hash rate power than you do. But I guess as and when you finally do get that block, you know, you've made it, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that, the miner would have cost him anything between five and ten grand for that miner. And, yeah, he literally had, had it plugged in for less than a week, <laughs> according to the stats. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he went and banged out a $267,000 block reward. But, yeah, I, I think it says in here, it was, that's well over, I think it's like 100,000 to one or something. <laughs> odds on this so the odds yeah. are if you plug in one minor and and run it for a hundred thousand ten minute segments which i've not no clear what time frame that is but i'd imagine it's a number of years the odds are you never find a block so you've just mm-hmm. spent five or ten grand and you've received nothing in return but hey he plugged it in maybe i i wouldn't be surprised actually he probably plugged it in and was in the process of getting it into a pool and before he got, he managed to figure out how to get it into a pool. It went and found the block, <laughs> and he, <laughs> he had six point two five Bitcoin sat in his mind. He's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and now, if I was this guy now, I'd be like, "Now I'll plug it into the pool and make a couple of grand a month off it, and it will just keep ticking because I've already won the lottery. I'm probably not going to win it twice, so now I might as well pool it." Yeah. It's uh, yeah, fair play, man. And this just shows you, like, obviously, we all. I I must admit, even when I got in, I thought mining was done. It was now a business. Unless you've got millions of pounds to invest into mining, it's probably not worth it. But hey, there's these little stories that keep popping up. If you do have, you still, it's still a rich guy's game. Let's not get get it twisted. You know, five to ten grand per miner. But if you can get one or two of them, get them plugged in. Hey. The lottery is just sat there. It's the real lottery. There's no. Well, I was going to say, maybe is this the new lottery of the future? <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, ticket's 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different type of syndicate, isn't it? There. Yeah. Maybe and, you, you pull... can pull together for a single yeah. mic, couldn't you? Yeah. You can pull together. Yeah. Get um, of conversation. Yeah. Conversation after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is no show, doesn't need to show for this. He just needs to give us a little bit of cash, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to pull out the Starbucks fund. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I spoke to him yesterday. He's, uh, he's off Starbucks. Is he? What, has he got? Has he gone to Costa? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> he's got. He's got off to Weight Watchers. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. No, no, no. He's, uh, he's just <laughs> okay. on a diet. That's why everyone's doing this. I was going to say, let's wait till the end of January and find out what his loyalty card says about Starbucks. Yeah, it'd be a good New Year's resolution if he only goes to Starbucks like once or twice a month. That'd be good. Just once once a week. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's on a one to two day habit at the moment, so... I think he's, yeah, I think from all accounts he's down. Maybe we should uh, confiscate his card. (laughs) That would be uh, yeah. Demand, demand an extract of his uh, Revolut card. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The thing about logically moving on, we've just been talking about mining. Is it worth looking at the FUD story? Mm. Mm. So, Mr. Orlin, you sent around a um, a link to, well, they also had had an article as well, which is, well, just the same stuff, Mm. um, which was just a load of FUD, wasn't it, thrown in? Yeah, Yeah. it's a really good one as well, because I think for anybody listening and even for myself as well, you know, you can come to pod 39 and when somebody hits you with the energy FUD, boom, send it to them. Yeah, and the main way that they're misrepresenting the argument at the moment is they think that each Bitcoin transaction costs energy. Yeah. So they're assuming that, oh, there's X amount of transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain right now. There's only 200 million people using it. If we extrapolate that out over 8 billion, then it's going to bore the oceans. It's completely wrong. Like that isn't going to happen because essentially the amount of energy that secures the Bitcoin network right now is about the amount of energy it needs. If it needs, if you put more on, it's not profitable for the miners to run. So you have to unplug them. So it's kind of like find its happy medium. And that's about where we are right now. So if the transaction volume just went up by 100, 1,000 X and 8 billion people started using it, the energy stays the same. We're still 0.1% of the overall energy. Whereas Elizabeth Warren and all her other COVID Karen bullshit modelists have plugged this in and just they just have this exponential chart. And it's even like their FUD is so obviously provably wrong because it even says in here, like if Bitcoin carries on doing what it did, I think they said this back in 2017, they said by 2020, Bitcoin is on the way to consume all of the world's energy because they just did the classic little chart of Bitcoin's energy going up. They didn't realize it wasn't going to keep going up exponentially. It was just, it was new. It was a new technology. just like mapping you know, the internet's energy use. It's like, it's going to go up, but then it plateaus, doesn't it? Once it reaches kind of mass adoption. And it's what? What I took from this, because in 2017, they said that by 2020, we're going to use all the world's energy for Bitcoin. Yeah. So it's actually Bitcoin's fault about the energy crisis, about why petrol and gas has gone up so much. <laughs> That's what I took away from it. <laughs> 2020 is come and gone. Instead, we had a different crisis. So uh, Bitcoin's worth that. So what's going to be the new FUD? because there's been so much FUD. And obviously, for regular listeners and viewers, we have FUD of the week every week, and all 39 have been debunked. So some stats from this, it's less than gold mining. Um, And it's also the known gold mining because there's a lot hidden behind the scenes, which no one knows about, hence why the reserves for every gold mining company are going up more than just the 2%, which they say they produce a year. Yeah. Then we've got um, 50 per six. Well, their estimate is 56% of energy used for Bitcoin mining is sustainable. So that's a really good stat to pull out. And that's an estimate. So obviously not accurate. And this is because in order for a miner to be profitable, it has to either be for excess energy or Things like, um, you know, example in El Salvador, where they're going to use a volcano to generate so cheap energy, something which they can get it from. Um, so it's close to source. And that's, you know, where it comes from. It, it's the leftover. Otherwise, when it's being squeezed, you end up with more energy getting more and more expensive. Thus, it's not profitable to actually run Bitcoin miner. Mm. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. The, the majority of the Bitcoin energy that's being used is energy that wouldn't have existed if Bitcoin mining didn't exist. Like they're, yeah. they're plugging miners in places like Alaska, Serbia, the Ukraine, just places like they're, they're listing like the Amazon and all sorts. This is places where no one wants to harvest the energy. No one lives there. So they're plugging in miners. And what they're doing is adding up all the energy and assuming oh, that could have powered some cancer machine in a hospital. You're like, no, I, I'm in the middle of fucking Serbia, mate. I'm taking natural gas out the ground, harvesting it, using the natural cold to cool the miners. Like No one was using this stuff. No yeah. one. So even if Bitcoin ends up being like 99% of the world's energy, it's a case of, well, well yeah, it's just that we created a shit ton more energy that no one was using. So yeah. it's not yeah, it's like, like they're, they're competing. Like if you, you could never do Bitcoin mining competitively on a mass scale in a city because energy prices are too expensive. You wouldn't be profitable. It's what Bikeli's, um planning for the um, inactive volcano in El Salvador. So I think we right. talked about it last week. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. That, and that's, yeah, it's a perfect example. That's a massive volcano spitting out shit tons of thermal energy and uh, it's going nowhere. They're going off into the atmosphere and mm. it's going there. Let's it, harness that and let's power, power some Bitcoin miners. And the hilarious thing is that energy will now be tagged on to the overall energy use of Bitcoin and used against us as, oh, you're boiling the oceans. It's like, no, like that volcano was going to pump out heat whether we plugged it into miners or not. Like, so what you're saying is Bitcoin is going to cause a volcanic eruption in El Salvador <laughs> yeah. and take down America. <laughs> the last bit's true, but <laughs> we are yeah. taking down America. I mean, looking at it logically, so, you know, we kind of got all the FUD, which we always hear about ele electricity, but say a bit of electricity is used. What is that? in the kind of grand scheme of things when you're trying to sort out all the problems which are caused by fiat so oh, making yeah. people poorer each year um the health insurance issue in america poverty in africa poverty well even poverty in the uk and america mm. you know which is forced by inflation argentina el salvador as it was before brazil turkey you know what's a little bit of electricity to sort that mess out there won't be there won't be ATMs. There won't be lots of companies running financial institutions like banks, like we have at the moment. There'll be Bitcoin mining, nodes, apps. Yeah, yeah. but that was also one of the other ones where uh, another thread wasn't it, where people say, "Oh, yeah, but what happens if the internet shuts off? Then there'll be no Bitcoin, and then there'll be nothing else as well." Uh, in well, fear, of... fear, fear is fucked if the internet goes off. Well, yeah. How much cash does anyone have in my house anymore? Yeah, my penny jar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Dorsey had a good take on all this, and he's just gone like humans have created more and more energy usage as we've evolved and got better, and as we've improved and essentially evolved. So we should kind of celebrate more uses of energy because like humans don't just waste energy for no reason. Like, it has to be profitable and there has to be a reason behind it. Otherwise, you just waste a load of energy and then it goes away quite quick if it's not profitable mm. and isn't adding value to the world. So that's the natural evolution of stuff. Like We are going to continue to use more energy as human beings. It's just a fact. We just need to figure out better ways of creating that energy, which is why we always yeah. come back to 
if they really cared about climate change, really cared about energy usage, we just all plug over to nuclear energy and this would all go away. Well, but, if, they re- if they really cared, they wouldn't all be flying around on private jets. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> you know, like, oh, let's have something about climate change. Was it COP26? How do you yeah. all get here? We each had our own private jets and we overran the Glasgow. So we had to use Edinburgh and we had to use another airport. <laughs> <laughs> all during the middle and, of a pandemic when everyone's locked at home. Yeah, and yeah. To, finish, to finish with as well, who the fuck are Janet Yellen and Elizabeth Warren to tell us what to do? What interest do they have in the world going forwards? They're almost dead. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> Is that a lesbian film I want to watch? <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to make a porn parody of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely going to get us banned. <laughs> That's the one. That's going to be the tipping point. I don't know. I don't know. Who gives a fuck about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Should we move on to UFC? Yeah. Do you want to take it to never look? Yeah, yeah, why not? So uh Francis Ngannou uh has finally found Bitcoin. So it was a couple of weeks ago where we talked about the number of NFL players and uh the NBA player as well that requesting to be paid in Bitcoin. And Francis Ngannou, he's the heavyweight champion of the world currently within UFC, looking to take half of his purse in Bitcoin. Um, I think we've covered it slightly um, over the course of the, of the past couple of weeks where, you know, Africa is a nation set up really to use Bitcoin. And I'm sure... Jack will be getting over over to there because again, you know, they are mobile first. So I can see the strike app working perfectly for it. It was them. a lo- large proportion on bank, don't they? I mean yeah, large, definitely. Yeah, so it definitely fits a profile. Um so I saw this article, I was like, I've got no idea who he is. Mm. I don't don't follow UFC at all, but then you know, moving towards Bitcoin, he's saying you know, my people are saying it's a good idea to be paid in Bitcoin. So he's based in the US somewhere, I'm guessing for training purposes. Um, but he's from Cameroon originally. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's literally from the mines. He he literally dug sand. And then he's a, a relatively big fella. And he moved to, <laughs> he, well, he kind of like, I'm not sure whether he emigrated legally or illegally. He ends up in Paris, homeless, living on the street. Uh, but then just falls into a UFC gym and he's quite old when he gets there. I think he's, I'm not sure how old he is, Francis, but usually when you're a UFC fighter, you get in when you're a teenager, rolls into a UFC gym, um, starts training and, uh, and just starts smashing people to pieces. And fast forward three, four, five years, he's at, right at the top of the game in the, in the best you know, MMA promotion there is, the UFC, the best mm. weight division where the highest profile is the heavyweight. And uh, so, yeah, and he, he is the champ. He fights on Saturday. So the purse he's talking about is Saturday. He's defending his title. There's actually a big debate between him and Dana right now about his pay. He's not very yeah. happy about how much he gets paid and all that. And he's even talking right now, you know, Tyson Fury has offered him out for a fight where they, they've said they will do two fights. No, he'll do a, he'll do a boxing fight with Francis, but with UFC gloves. And uh, Francis is going, I'll do whatever you want, mate. Because you can just tell he just wants the money. but And he knows yeah. it's a massive money fight. But but yeah, he's in this tweet, he says, Bitcoin is the future and I'm a believer. So, so 
kind of I know it's not Bitcoin, but he's off he's up for fighting fury. Yeah. He's saying, would that be just boxing? I, I don't know what kind of fighter Francis is. Yeah, is, he, is he is he a he is a striker, yeah. He's a yeah, big, he's a big, heavy-handed striker. But yeah, he'll get schooled by Fury. Fury will dance around him, poke him off, get him tired. But the, the only slight thing that Tyson's given him is smaller gloves. So if he does get him, like we're obviously a boxing glove, it's always a, if I get you. But even a glancing blow in UFC gloves could put Tyson down. Francis is a beast. He's known as the predator. He just runs at you and smashes you in the face. Like there's not a lot of... <laughs> Like, like Tyson's super technical and like really dodging and moving. No technique with Francis. It's a little bit sloppy, but he's just a beast. He will run at you, plow you in the face as many times as he can. And so far, everyone in the UFC has just gone down. He's, gone um, sleep. he's 35 and he weighs 113 kilograms. He's an absolute monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he would... Yeah, he, he's... He, yeah, he, he would like even Tyson. I'm sure would be a bit like, <laughs> even if, if he gets the boxing ring, he's going to be wary of him. He's a big fella. Like. If Kamaru Usman hadn't taken the Nigerian nightmare moniker, then uh, he could easily fit for uh, for Ngannou. Yeah. So he I like, started I like the predator though as well. The predators. He yeah. started fighting in 2013. So he would have been roughly 27. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, super late for a fighter it's to start late. there. He had a hard upbringing, right? He's come up in a country with no opportunity. He was literally in the mines, shoveling sand. Goes to Europe to hope for a better life. Ends up homeless. And then, yeah, a couple of years later, starts fighting. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's worked all the he, way he to the So, quick wiki, he's, he started training in boxing at 22. Okay. So, that's, that's good, actually. I didn't know that. Well, he, yeah, had, he has a bit good. of a boxing background. That's that's mm. hopeful. But the thing is, though, his technique in boxing is shit. So <laughs> yeah. striking is not, it's not pretty. It's just heavy. <laughs> he, he headed to Paris when he was 26 to um, stop, to take up professional boxing. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. I think he's already realising that, yeah, because he's obviously getting on. He knows he's only got a couple of years left until he's... Exactly. And uh, so he's trying to maximise his money. And now he's already thinking... Once I've maximized the money coming in, I need to maintain it and store the value for the next 60 years. Yes. And he found it. Um, what's the purse? So what's for his fight? Do you know? Yeah. What? He, he's been quite public. It's about 600 grand and he is livid. <laughs> he wants millions. And Dana signed him on an eight fight deal for 600 grand for every fight. And he, ever since he became champ, he didn't up it. And, and Francis is super pissed which is why so, he's gonna he wants to this is his last fight uh on saturday on of his contract although dana's also been clever because if you defend your title if your your, your first defense is your last fight then there's another fight automatically added on so france is like really pissed because he didn't realize that that's and is against there. a very worthy opponent as well so potentially you might you know, lose yeah, you might. Yeah, exactly. Although the fight with Tyson will be much bigger if it yeah. is the UFC heavyweight champ against the boxing heavyweight champ. That's Correct. the because this is always the thing, isn't it? That's the only why, reason why it's interesting. Is because obviously, if a boxer comes over to UFC, there's no point. They're obviously going to lose. But the UFC fighter kind of has a puncher's chance of knocking out a boxer because 
we know a boxer's going to get submitted, right? He's just going to choke him out. Yeah. Or a kick. No chance. Or, yeah, any kick to the head, yeah. Yeah. But, so this is the, it's never really happened, has it, ever, I don't think. The heavyweight of the UFC and the heavyweight of boxing yeah. actually going toe-to-toe and actually blending the rules as well, where it's not just 100% boxing, mm. like, change the gloves up. It it makes it interesting. And that it'll it'll like they'll both make a hundred million off that fight. Yeah, because you had Conor, Conor McGregor versus Mayweather, and that yeah. was hundreds of millions, wasn't it? Because they were yeah. you know, for someone who's not really into either sport, you had Mayweather, the biggest ever boxer, and then um Conor McGregor, the biggest in UFC as well. Yeah, so I think it would sell similar to that. Because then both of their names probably aren't quite as big as Mayweather and Conor, but they're, they're the, they're the, the, the biggest guys. Everyone yeah, likes yeah, heavyweights. The, yeah. Heavyweights are fun because you just never know. It's always their one punch <laughs> going down, aren't they? I, yeah. I'd be quite intrigued to watch this one because like, I've, I've never heard of Francis before, but looking at it on Google, I'm a bit scared. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the two minute. I sent it to you tonight, and have a look. I sent you the two minute promotional clip of the fight on Saturday between Francis and Cyril. And uh, oh my god, it gets you pumped. And I even showed it to my missus, and I was like, "Just watch this, and just tell me what you think." And she was like, "I can't wait to watch the fight." And she doesn't like fighting. Like, it's, <laughs> the build-up is epic. Like, you'll you'll be staying up till five in the morning to watch to watch the yeah, fight. Just, I just look at him. He's just like and that mountain. Wait until wait until you watch his highlight reel. It's even scarier. <laughs> the guy. The guy fucking kills guys. <laughs> and the guy he's fighting, it's, uh, which is interesting, is undefeated as well. Yeah, and was in the same Paris gym that Francis found. They were ex-training partners. Oh, God. It's even got that link where they know each other. And he's also just as big, just as threatening. But I'd actually say he's more of a Tyson Fury type fighter. He's smarter. Yeah. He's got a brain. Francis is just a fucking bulldozer. <laughs> Cyril is, uh, I can bulldoze you, but I'm not going to do it if I don't have to. I'll, I'll dance around, get you tired, and then then submit you. But, but yeah, that's another sports star coming into Bitcoin. We, we predicted it, didn't we? Yep, that's the one. It's an interesting one, but I'd like to see him, you know, obviously take more than just one fight. But then again, I suppose with what, what's going on with his contract, it is, he's got to wait to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. In reality, like he doesn't have to be paid in Bitcoin. Like just accept it in fiat and then convert it. Exactly. Yourself. Yeah, just convert it. But it's a bit of a public statement, and it it is a bit of a sell, isn't it? It's like you should all get into this because I'm looking at this, and he's got his influence. Should move yeah. on to a different sports star, but for a very different reason. <laughs> in shitcoin corner. <laughs> we can indeed. <laughs> Um, it's interesting as well just before we go on to that sorry uh obviously it's in my name so never look but uh that clock's going up as we're as we're on yeah Um, uh, it was low 41s before when we started up a thousand dollars eh they must be must be listening into the live stream that doesn't exist (laughs) it's like francis Be a um, brave person that doesn't. <laughs> so, um, so this story, first of all, what the hell is F Max? I tried um, looking the shitcoin corner. Oh no, it's not F Max. It was E Max, was what they call it. Oh no, that that's well, that's the Mayweather and Kim Kardashian one. 
Yeah, I thought we I thought we were talking about sports stars. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, was, I was moving on to Suarez. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, they're it's both shit coin corners. Actually, have sports stars. You're right. Well, I think yeah. I may have missed Siv one. Yeah, I added one today of Luis Suarez in there as well. But yeah, okay, oh, let's God. do Eve Max. Yeah, Eve uh, Max was massive in last year's Bitcoin conference in Miami. So Floyd tried to go on stage with Eve oh, Ethereum Max on his T-shirt. Yeah, and the, the Bitcoin conference guys went, "You can't wear that," so yeah. he had to change his T-shirt. But it was still all over his social media. It was all over Kim's social media. They obviously spent an absolute fortune because these are the top guys, right? The, if you want influencers, Floyd and Kim are pretty much number one and number two, I guess. So they've spent a sure as well. This was not long or the same weekend of when Floyd fought as well. Logan, yeah, he fought Logan. Yeah. I think he went to the Bitcoin conference on Friday and was fighting Logan on the Saturday. That's it, yeah. And and he was shilling ETH Max everywhere he went. Yeah. He'd obviously paid a lot of money because otherwise, why would he do it? Uh, it's all for the money. But now he's getting sued for <laughs> shilling a scam because the, the coin has gone down 97% since they showed it. <laughs> it was a rug pull, wasn't it? Yeah, of course it was. Because it was um, an Instagram post or something where Kim Kardashian said, "Oh yeah, they're burning fifty percent of the um, of the supply," and that was, you know, obviously what she got paid for. And then they pulled it even more. Yeah. <laughs> it went down eighty percent in eleven days, and then over the last year, ultimately ninety-seven percent down. So yeah, it was just a classic. It's a pump and dump. This is, you know, when people talk about Bitcoin being a pump and dump, this is a pump and dump, right? So yeah. you, 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 you create a coin. They're obviously wealthy people already. They spend 10, 20, 30 million on getting a load of influencers to support it. Do you so even they... need to create a coin or do you just create the facade? No, you do need the coin because you need to have it trading because you need to be able to dump it. So it needs to be listed on one of these exchanges and you need to get a load of more ones to buy the coin. So they need to be able to <laughs> buy it from somewhere as well. So because then they're buying it off you, right? You've got the entire fucking supply anyway you set the price they buy it off you you still have a shit ton of money so you make a load of money from the sales of all the fans coming in you still have 90 percent of the supply and once you think that you've spent all the money on kim and floyd you watch for the rise in price and then you just dump it on their heads and it's over classic pump and dump because they never come back a pump and dump means it never comes back like this price will never get a back it's like Dink Doink and all those. What are you telling me that Dink Doink won't ever come back? <laughs> yeah. There'll be a graveyard of all of these coins. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like people don't learn. Yeah. Like time and time again, we've, we've named them all. Come Rocket, Monkeys, <laughs> you know, they all... Has Come Rocket not got an actual purpose, isn't it? Like used in the porn industry or something. I don't know what it was. I didn't even give it enough time to look into it. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it's 80, 90% down by now. Yeah. It had its day because it was funny. It, the things can only be funny for so long, right? It's like Dogecoin. Yeah. Dogecoin's down 80% since it's all time high now. Yeah. It's like it can only be a meme for so long. It's a squid game coin as well, right? It was up for a minute and then down. Never yeah, can think, come back. I mean, the Squid Game, I think, got the record where I think it went down 99% in like <laughs> an hour. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah you literally they you had it. 
yeah, the shortest pump and dump, didn't it, really? Yeah. The, the controversial thing, like, probably, or the, the weird conversation, like, take from me is that I don't believe Floyd or Kim should get sued. I think they should be able to pump whatever shit coins they want. And if you buy it, it's on you. It's a stupid yeah. contract. So, like, the, the guy that's doing it is going, he was misled by Kim Kardashian and Floyd's uh, social media. And he invested in something. He's lost 97% of what he put in. And he wants a refund. Like, no. Like, no. It didn't work like that. No. Like, yeah. I, I agree that they shouldn't have done it, but they did. So all I know now is I don't trust Floyd or Kim. Pretty much anything they say, I know they're being paid. So take it with a pinch of salt. Don't trust. Verify. And, well, the thing um, is, we, we knew this before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. May, Mayweather, Mayweather promotes every, everything which he can. Yeah. And and, um, and why the fuck would you be taking financial advice from Kim Kardashian? <laughs> like, but I guess if, if you are investing in stuff what she is telling you to invest in, I think you need a good hard look at yourself. <laughs> it's interesting you say that though, because throughout his career, he hasn't actually taken that many endorsement deals. Uh, Floyd, no, it was only towards the end, but you know. I think he could be, strangely enough, even richer had he have done so. Uh, towards the end, he was getting sponsored by Hublot. Um, he always wore Reebok, but was never actually uh, sponsored by Reebok. Mm. Never sponsored by Nike. Obviously made his own clothing line. But uh, it's interesting, obviously, now, towards the end of the career, obviously want to continue to live that lifestyle. So now they'll shill stuff. But I totally agree. You make your own choices. And it's not like they're from a technical background or a technical stance where they actually knew what the coin was actually doing either. It's just a face. I suppose, yeah, it's like, do I have that financial investment background, you know, where they are making reams of money or they, I don't know, raid um, or uh, what's his name? Dalio or Warren? Yeah, Warren Buffett. You know, no. Are they a technical genius? Are they Elon Musk? No. <laughs> but does the average, I guess, Gen X, Gen Z look at them and just think they're rich? They don't actually think about the the purpose or that the behind the scenes of how they actually got rich. They just think, oh well. If they're doing it, I'll do it and uh, and just follow it. But then they need the life lesson, don't they? You can't protect <laughs> well, everyone from everything. You know, absolutely. if they go if they go and punch some someone like Francis, um, what's his name? Hang on. <laughs> oh yeah, someone slap him, so I thought I'd do it too. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I can guarantee like Kim and Floyd are probably really good investors, but they, they probably pay someone else to do it for them. And they don't reveal any of that. This is, oh, yeah, uh, it's just they'll be happy. They will have an, someone who mess for them, who's the type of person who you would want to pay a pension with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they probably do okay for them because all you want when you're that rich, you just probably just want to keep it. So if you're just beating inflation, then you're good. Like you're rich, you give. You just up. you just want to maintain your lifestyle of what ten million per year. Yeah, and and, and people like. Floyd, like they just need to invest money to keep it away from them because they'll gamble it away or spend it on fast cars. So just put it in the market just to hide it so it's a little bit away yeah. from you. <laughs> you need to make yeah. a phone call to get it and it's that's enough far enough away from you to be safe. I mean, no, don't forget 
these guys would get paid just to tweet a tweet. Yeah. You know, so that's how quick quick they can get money. So, you know, I don't think that they're that fussed about a coin. I know, of course, yeah. That's the thing, right? It's not even... I wouldn't trust their advice on investing anyway, but this isn't even their advice. They're just, it's a paid post. Yeah. Yeah. It did say in the article that Kim Kardashian did put something in, which is a tag saying it is a paid post. Yeah. Yeah. Completely absolves them of any responsibility. So this court case will just fall on deaf ears. Yeah. So I think, I think I've got two views on this. It's one, it'd be nice to get people punished for making these kind of scams. And two, it's just like some people just need to learn a lesson. Yeah. Wow. So I just did a quick uh, search in terms of Kim Kardashian's estimated cost per post, $910,000. Hmm. Insane, isn't it? Yeah. Which, I, I think she makes one a day. She makes one advertised post a day. So. so she's making like 300 million off tweets, are you saying? Yeah. And in tweets to Instagram, yeah, Instagram. I didn't think she was that rich. Oh, she is. It's, it's she's a billionaire. Followers, isn't it? Though she's a it's billionaire not necessarily as well. Yeah, because the thing is, like her her audience are actually super engaged. Like whatever she promotes, like it just goes mental. So yeah, like, like this this beef max thing, they'd have probably paid her like five ten million for this. It's yeah, one point two billion as a net worth. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be worth even more if she gets half of Kianye's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a multi-billionaire, isn't he? Yeezys. Yeah. Um, he just had a new uh, new song out, actually, and he talks about buying the house next door. What, to <laughs> and, the missus? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, house next door to Kim. So, yeah. Even, yeah, yeah. So even wow. though they're divorced, and then the next line goes, uh, something along the lines of, what the hell is it? What's the hell? In, what's the point in being rich for? Basically, if I can't buy the house next door, oh, <laughs> that's the ultimate trial, isn't it? Yeah, he's trying to move on with a new fella, and he just buys the street. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm all your neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, want, do you want to move on to Luis Suarez? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird good. one. This, this was like weird. This is like some weird promoted tweet that I saw. It's, it's quite old. It's like 19 weeks ago that Luis Suarez put this on his Instagram. But he's just basically promoting a shitcoin called Leaf Tea. And I, I don't even know, but their, their whole proposition, it reminds me of the shitcoin that was Save the Kids. So, uh, wasn't it Save the Gorillas or something like that? Uh, that's another one. But I remember... <laughs> <laughs> I remember was, one of them, it was they untangled it and found out no money went to any charity. Oh, of course. Oh, none, none of the money yeah. goes to charity. It's it was never going to go to charity. It's just going to reward the founders. That's what happens to all shit coins. They, they is, Leaf, is Leafy dead? Now, it, what's the price of it? Um, no, it's actually doing all right, I think. I checked their Twitter account. and they, they though You can check the price, but it's still alive. I don't think it's completely dead. But it's obviously a scam, right? But their whole concept is... If you buy and sell leaf tea, each time you do it, you lose some of the money and it goes to them and they reckon they're going to somehow save the planet. 
a load of environmental projects will just get funded. And you just go, what kind of use case is that? Like, if I want to donate, yeah. I'll donate. Like, I don't want to have a money that every single transaction, there's like a, an environmental tax on it. And I've got to trust you to actually do legitimate stuff. And, and every video I went on their little Twitter, every video uses the classic clips of like a dying seal, like a, a, an elephant. It's just like the classic clips from, you can tell they've already nicked it from some other charity's website. And they don't even say what they're going to do. They just go, we're going to save the planet. Look at this seal. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What, what about the seal? Like, I feel uh, sad for the seal, but yeah. what are you going to do to help the seal? Uh, <laughs> did, yeah. you, did you not yeah. say, are you going to eat that? <laughs> <laughs> um, look at the price chart. It um, peaked around about 45 cents. And then it crashed down. Went down to around about fifteen um, cents, and kind of like went a bit further down to five cents, and then it had a bit of a resurgence, um, and it's and it hit back up to thirty-two cents, and then it's currently on what's that about thirty-one. So it's a bit of a weird one. So it looked like it was your classic kind of everyone's pulling their money out gradually, so it's not so apparent. Mm. Then it has it has had a resurgence. But then, like you said, how how on earth do you prove what work they're doing? And it says listing for Binance soon. Yeah, it's it's you wow. know when that's its big headline. Like if if it honestly would had a proper timeline, it would be about to roll out some kind of reserve in the Amazon, you know, yeah. proper projects that are going to help the environment. Instead, it's going to pump the coin by listing on another exchange. But that's not going to help the planet. It's, it's going to pump the price, potentially, because there's a whole new section of customers that can buy your uh, shit coin. But So that's why it pumped um, today is why it's gone up to 32 cents is because yeah. it's going on Binance. Um, so it'll be interesting so they really pull it once it goes on to Binance. That's when you're going to see more interest, potentially. Yeah, I saw an article today. I didn't put it in the uh, the show notes, but that the FCA will have more power to stop people from promoting their shit coins, basically. Uh, similar <laughs> along the lines of like you know the Floyd and the Kim Kardashian piece to ensure that people don't just fall into it. But again, people just need to uh, trust, and not verify. Sorry, verify, don't trust, and uh, and really look into it as opposed to just yeah, sounds good. I'm going to get on the next next wave because it always worries me when I hear the FCA doing stuff like that. Just because I just always think, where's it going to go? Like because they'll bundle in, oh, Bitcoin include is included. Oh yeah, all the time. They'll, of course, they'll, yeah, they will accidentally yeah. group too much in. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you kind of stopped the scams, but you didn't really care about the scams. You just wanted to stop Bitcoin promotion. Now no one could talk about Bitcoin. Or use the C word of cryptocurrencies. All cryptocurrencies are a scam. Like, uh, And obviously that couples in Bitcoin with it again as well. Yeah, it's it's why I'm a fan of like not having these people sued or stopped from doing it. Like, no, let them do it. Hmm. You're an idiot. You only be an idiot once, hopefully, and then we we'll move the on. Idiot tax. Yeah. Don't worry. Plenty of people be idiots plenty of times. So. Yeah. Yeah. The second the regulators get involved, I always get scared because I like, oh, 
they're going to come in. There's, we need like a, a nail put in, and they just smash your house down. And what you've done, you've just broken so many things, and now a lot of legitimate projects can't talk about what they do. It's like why Bitcoin was banned on Facebook and Google. Oh yeah, just to be advertised, like Coinbase and stuff, and things like Strike and Square couldn't advertise their Bitcoin part of their product just because all of crypto got bundled into the same thing as, oh, too many of our customers are getting scams, so we're going to ban it all. It's taken years for that to get undone. So yeah. when I hear that, I'm like, oh, here we go. They're going to ban it all again. <laughs> we talk about inflation, and we always oh. talk about it. You'd never ask. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the official figure seems to be creeping up all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. So inflation is now at 7% apparently, and therefore we're getting closer and closer to the truth. So uh, the clean inflation... We're not. We're not. It's just, we'll it's just inf- the, truth. the inflation figure, like, you see it gradually come in as it filters down the supply chain, don't you? So it's only reaching mislevels, levels, but as the rule is usual, you're saying we're getting closer to the figure, but when they're saying 7%, it's somewhere between 14 and 21 but mm. if you go, oh, yeah, we're getting close to it because we've hit 10. But when they say, oh, we've hit 10% inflation, well, actually, it's 20 or 30 now. <laughs> it's just, you got to remember that equation. Mm. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose, yeah, in proportion. But, but they are, at least for the first time, actually, they're actually giving out numbers that are super high. They were, for the last couple of years, they've just been lying, saying it's between two and four. And yeah, but then, that's super high because the actual number is really fucking high. Yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. but as well, we've got to remember, and I guess not a lot of people do look into this, they just read the headline figure of the fact that the CPI number of where it comes from changes because the basket of goods change all the time. You know, oh, let's not include this, let's include this, and so it's never really a true reflection of what the actual inflation will be or is. I think I saw an article around, there's an investigation in the US about house inflation because house prices gone up by over 25%. And then what are they going to investigate? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we've, we've printed money supply. Yes, yes. <laughs> we've got the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Your answer is going to be pretty short to get to. Oh yeah, I forgot... Forgot we did this. Yeah, exactly. I do like in the article, though, they still try and play it down and say that in 1980, inflation was 14.8%. So we're nowhere near the historical peak of inflation. Just to try and again. Was that real inflation figure in the 80s or was that before they tweaked the formula? Um, It was actually 1980, like bang on. So that might yeah, actually okay. be, so that actually probably is a real number. So so we're beating that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually a real inflation number. It probably it wouldn't surprise me actually. That probably suddenly all kind of plays into makes it all make sense. Nineteen eighty, mm. they had fourteen point eight percent, and they went fuck. Everyone's getting scared. They're exiting the dollar. We need to edit how we count inflation to get this down because to secure everything and then suddenly from 1980 it plummeted to nearly zero it was like one or two percent inflation by like late 80s which 
is that legit or did they just suddenly edit the formula for the basket of goods? What's going to be on the shopping basket? Is it going to be cheap um, mass manufactured ship, plastic ship from China? <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got this um, Pikachu figure in a, ba- in a basket this year. <laughs> and, yeah. this, and this wind up cuckoo. <laughs> Yeah, it well, was one dollar last year, and it's one dollar two cents this year. Two percent yeah. inflation. Yeah. Are they going to tell us the real deal that's in there? And is there? And I'm sure there probably is. Where there there'll be something that's constant in the basket, and maybe you could, along the months, look at all of the things that okay, this is being in the basket three times in the 12 month period. So you can start to get a figure of what those changes um, are. They leave things such as grains in the basket because they um, subsidise farmers for those. Yeah. Yeah. But then I guess it's not really a true figure of what the inflation will be then. Exactly. It's basically... Even in here, I didn't realise the energy price of the US had gone up by so much, but it's 29.3%. They admit it in here. Month on month, if you compare last December to this December, 29, so basically a third. Like, that's in the difference between one year there. They're getting close to hyperinflation. That's 30% yeah. increase. Ooh, I can always taste it. Bitcoin standard in the US. <laughs> when, once, once the just US put it, gets put close it, put to it. Turkey like, levels of inflation, like, they, they are done. Just put yeah. a law in. Give a piece of paper to Biden. Tell him that it says something else. He'll sign it. <laughs> You're on a Bitcoin standard. What? But <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I was signing a bill to sniff young girl's hair. <laughs> I thought I was going to that Peter Island. <laughs> I thought it was a six upside down. <laughs> I thought I was going um, to Bill Gates pedo party. <laughs> <laughs> What's... So we got just got two stories left now. Um, I got four. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. We got your. Do you want to go on to your question? Yeah, your question. Yeah, sure. So um, this one, which I saw on Twitter, so I've stolen it. So I'll admit that. But so if you have just one orange pill, who'd be the person you convert? <laughs> I'd. Uh... Probably give it to one of the most responsiblest of the kids so that they then continue to preach to the others. I don't know which one of them is the most responsible. (laughs) Come on, which one's your favourite? Come on. (laughs) Well, I actually see that um, two out of the three so far, you know, they have the ability to... um, what's it, you know, delay gratification and actually listen. So probably one of those two. Yeah, um, my one would be, it's a weird one, but we just mentioned him, but it would be Joe Biden. (laughs) Obviously the guy's got dementia, but the only reason is the fact that the the US dollar is the most powerful currency in the globe right now. So they just he, kick him out. If he got orange pill, they just kick him out of off, office and say he's got dementia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think, obviously, if we had a proper orange-pilled president of the United States, 
imagine that because obviously we can move on to this probably next the next story but we've got a canadian politician here who is obviously orange pilled giving great speeches and talks about how money is fucked and how we should be more sensible with our money printing imagine if that wasn't a low-level politician in in (laughs) canadian government instead was the guy that went to every single g7 g8 the un in his in his private jet with his um what's it called motorcade (laughs) (laughs) to cop 26 but imagine if we had that imagine if we actually biden's the only reason i'm saying him like i there's no point orange pilling him because he'll forget tomorrow. But it's still, if he was actually orange pilled, it would be amazing how the president of the United States to, orange pilled. Yeah, how about giving it to like Kim Jong Un? <laughs> yeah. So, well, but, so therefore, well, the evil rises, and then yeah. they to combat it have to do exactly the same. It'd be good for the price. <laughs> what about <laughs> or, or what about Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> Uh, well, the same guy. No, um, I can't, what's his actual name? The the, the um, president or what he is of China. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Kim Jong is. Oh, is that North Korea? Yeah. North yeah. Korea. He's North Korea. I forgot his name. It's I've had a complete it's a blank. But yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that would be the ultimate one. Yeah. It's I. Yeah. You. You die. Yeah. I'd pick U.S. or China because the amount of money they hold, obviously, because if they like, converted that to a Bitcoin standard, we win. And um, yeah, and if they stop their money printing and actually got some of these massive economies onto Bitcoin standard, it helps the most amount of people. And then, yeah, it's, it'll just cascade down. Yeah, mm. so, who, so I, was de- I was debating it because you kind of need someone famous, you need someone with worldwide appeal. So you kind of go, you know, we mentioned her early Kim Kardashian, but then who's going to take financial advice off Kim Kardashian? No one. So literally, you've got, you got a small kidding. segment of these devoted followers, but they're all morons. Yeah. Then you kind of got, well, who's got financial acumen? Um, you know, and it kind of rules out all the sports stars because no one pays attention to the sports stars. You know, they wouldn't go, oh, David Beckham's investing in Bitcoin. They'd be like, he's a fucking idiot. So let's ignore him. Yeah, and even though you know someone like Kieran Gibbs gave a really good um, interview, no one followed him because he's a footballer. Yeah, and and Robson, um, what's his name, Robson Hal Camus, no one would pay attention mm-hmm. to him, even though apparently he's really articulate because he's a footballer. And then like you got Elon, too crazy. You know people criticise him. So I was thinking, it you got Jeff Bezos is who I came to, or Bill Gates. <laughs> 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 what <about> Ghislaine Maxwell? <laughs> so imagine, that, imagine that Bill Gates wasn't a megalomaniac and actually promote it because you kind of think his persona is shrewd businessman, Microsoft from you know scratch, as the legend says, um, and then he is a humanitarian as well. I don't know if he has that much sway though, because people already see him as rich. So maybe you need somebody like that has the voice of the people, let's say like a, a Martin Lewis. So not mega like celebrity status, but people trust his opinion. I think people trust Bill Gates over the top as well, even though he does have that um yeah, yeah. creepy feel around him. Maybe pre-Melinda breakup. More so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the fact he may maybe getting arrested soon, yeah, allegedly. 
Allegedly. <laughs> the thing is, if you, if you did get a Biden, a Gates, or a Clinton, or a Buffett, then you do get the boomers. So mm-hmm. that, then they, at the moment, have all the money. They have all the property, all the investments. It's all tied up in the boomers. So we either have to wait 20 years for them all to die, or one of them gets orange-pilled and freaking infects the rest of them. So, Yeah, people would definitely follow, obviously, a Buffett. That's I mean, like, I mean kind of like, personally, as a kind of personal thing, it'd be Stevie G. But, you know, <laughs> that's just the point where you play for Liverpool. What, the Aston Villa manager? Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting one. But maybe, though, because we're starting to get there with Ray Dalio, but Ray Dalio is, what, 72? He may be the one that gets the boomers to convert. Yeah. He, he just needs to get off his shitty 1% or 5%, doesn't he? Yeah. But that will happen in time as the the returns obviously do its job. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then, yeah, so let's move on to, like, the Canadian politician because, like, you shared that 10-minute clip and it's, yeah, it's, it's a really it's a really impressive speech. It is like a mini version of the Bitcoin standard, isn't it? It's a different yeah. example. Well, hidden in the comments he actually does pay, pay thanks to um Saifedean. Oh, does he they have a mini yes. conversation in it because i saw Saifedean like it and comment back no way and i was like awesome um because i think Saifedean said oh yeah great speech he's like oh some great content from your books no way so he and has I was just field. yeah i was just like legend because we saw a speech from him I want to say about three to six months ago, which is around inflation making people poorer. Oh no, it was where is the money coming from? Yeah. That's the one which this Pierre guy um, came from. And I was just like, he understands it. At that point, I was a bit like, he's a Bitcoiner, isn't he? He understands <laughs> money too well. And then he comes out with this today. And you, not today, it was start of January. And you, I was just like, yes, this is it. Like I sent it into our... Um, into our group um, after I watched it, I think, through Twitter. And I thought, this is brilliant. Started following him now so I can catch all his little snippets. So I think he probably has got quite a, a very good understanding. For, well, he chooses to show his good understanding. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find safe in the comments. But, uh, yeah. Have you turned your microphone off? It's a bit echoey. No. Still, I'll bring it a bit closer. Is that better? Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you're back. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I, I was just trying to say, uh, I'm trying to find safe in the comments, but I couldn't, but I will subscribe to Pierre Olivier. Yeah, he's, he's been someone I followed for, I think, I think it's ever since the lockdowns and stuff happened because he's been a vocal person that's been just questioning just mm. asking the questions that i've had like there's there's hardly any politicians or any journalists have asked the serious questions about you know, what damage is lockdown going to do what damage is kind of the vaccine <sighs> mandates going to do and then during all that obviously all the spending comes along with it and he's just gone where's the money coming from and you yeah. understand the implication of how much money we're printing here is going to have the you say it's going to save and help the poor because they're going to be vaccinated 
but what are you stealing from them in return? Like, what are they mm. not going to have? Oh, they're going to have 20% less money to spend. That way their, their life savings are going to go down by 20%. The price of goods are going to go up by 20%. Have we well, helped them? Is that a well, net good? It's not just those people. I think when people say you're inflation, you got to think about it for the remainder of that person's life. That 20% is an impact. And it's also for all their children's and children's children and children's children, that 20% has impacted generations. And we will not have the salary adjustments which actually meet that 20% either. Um, interesting. Jack follows him. Um, Jack Dorsey and Stacey Herbert as well. And actually, talking of uh, Stacey Herbert and also Max Kaiser, uh, they are in the process of getting residency in El Salvador. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're in El Salvador. Yeah. So he'll be. He must have brought a load of the the bonds because they're, they're American through and through. But I think they've realized it haven't they they, they can yeah. see the writing on the wall i think they've seen the authoritarian government come in they want to get out and uh yeah fair play where, sorry where do, where does max kaiser live now america he used somewhere. to be in the uk for a little bit didn't they yeah he was uk he moved to america and then looks like el salvador now because he, he, he was a london boy back in the day but yeah they moved taking to his wealth with him as well and and again it just shows doesn't it um the transfer of wealth across time and space super easy as opposed to being concentrated in one place yeah i imagine it's so much more tax efficient for him i always did wonder that like, why did you he's, he's also got huge amounts of money he's obviously wants to buy stuff so why would you buy it in the uk or in america just yeah go to puerto rico or He's obviously realised I want to go to a Bitcoin place, so he's gone to El Salvador. Yeah, and uh, he'll put you be the fucking mayor of Bitcoin City, won't he? We'll be back. <laughs> he, he'll be the Church of Max Kaiser. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him on a show, which was uh, baptizer. Yeah, Stansbury Research with Daniela Camboni, and he's—it's like he's looking younger every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what billions do for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Max is just, he's always just, he's eccentric and he? he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he proper gets it. So, yeah, I hope they're very happy. Because that's the thing, we need high profile people to go to this Bitcoin city because people are still scared about the safety of El Salvador. So, this is the whole, you know, what we described, I think, last week about the first follower thing. You know, we, we need a leader first. We need a leader to stand up and start dancing in El Salvador, Bitcoin city. Then we need a few mm-hmm. other high profile people to go with him. And then it just goes, look, it's fine here. It's safe, good schools, good education, good way of living, tax efficient. You get to do whatever the fuck you want. No one's going to tell you what to do. And you go, oh, okay. And then before you know it, everyone's going to be rushing to Bitcoin City. I'd imagine at the moment, there's not many people moving. There's a lot of people, Bitcoin is going now on holiday, then they come back. Yeah. So we need We're some... Che- checking it out, really. Yeah, you need some residents. And uh, yeah, fair play to Max. He's um, one of the first high-profile people to actually move in. So, Boom. Good lad. But then talking about orange pilling, and I'm pretty sure like Max Kaiser and Safe also did this guy, which is Jordan Peterson. Well, he was on with Safedine as well, wasn't he? Yeah. So this is yeah. the podcast we were waiting for for fucking months, weren't we? And I, yeah. and I, I didn't think it had gone anywhere because I think they, 
I can't remember the dates now, but I think that it was last year. They said they were going to do one. Then they filmed it in April. And then for some reason, Jordan didn't release it until like September or something. And he hadn't tweeted about Bitcoin at all in between recording and releasing. So my reading of that was he hasn't been orange-pilled because he would have yes. spoken about it. But he's but probably just reading up on it because he's a very considered person. So I think it would have taken time for someone like that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. But I think he also, once he released it, I think it got so much attention. He went on another podcast straight away with another load of guys. And I think then he got into Bitcoin Twitter a little bit. And I'm pretty sure Bitcoin Twitter has completely orange-pilled him now on the on top of what Saferdeen did. What, what did, now, he like the, did he like the memes and shit posting? <laughs> well, exactly, because I think he does. Because this tweet from Jordan, one of the most articulate and like high IQ people on Twitter... He just went to, weirdly, one of the Pierre's tweets talking about why people are taking out loads of mortgages because essentially they're paying you to take money because you can loan money at 3%, but inflation is 5 so you're basically up. He just replies, like, quote tweets this with Bitcoin fixes this. Yes. He's we've now got, like, this is like a Bukaleli tweet like, that we last week we were surprised he was tweeting memes. Now got Jordan Peterson tweeting Bitcoin memes. When, when he when he starts making his memes like Bekele, then I'll be <laughs> impressed. When he what did he make about one about that economic expert? I can't remember what he put on it, but it was legendary. It was good. Yeah. And, uh, when, yeah. Bitcoin fixes this. That's a meme, right? But That's yeah, it. but yeah, but when he actually puts together a picture. Um, about about this kind of stuff, then I'll be like, he's fully in. <laughs> and he's just gone completely immature, which is completely against everything which he does. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, I was going to say, when he does something that is immature in comparison to obviously the type of person that he is, we know we've won. <laughs> he's been broken. Yeah, he's been broken. He drops, he drops his standards. Yeah, it's, it's nice because I, I must admit I was a bit sceptical about Jordan because even on the Safer Dean podcast, he didn't seem to get it. He seemed to be questioning, not really listening. And uh, I wasn't sure what kind of impact that Safer Dean had. But like, I think it's like I always say, it doesn't really matter. Even if you get it from the guy that wrote the Bitcoin standard, you need to have multiple hits. It just, it just needs to like, you need to get hit once with it, let it soak in, you resist it, you get hit again. I think it's like 12 hits and you're done. If you're an intelligent person, otherwise, if you, do, if you get hit 12 times, you're still not going to get it, then yeah, you're not going to make it. But <laughs> if you do, like Jordan's a smart guy. So I think Safer Dean was probably maybe the fourth or fifth hit. So that's like, you can't get a better one than that, right? You've got the fucking author of the Bitcoin standard talking to you for two and a half hours and you're asking the questions. So yeah. That's like the ultimate. Most people never get that. So that should count as three or four hits. And then once he's published this, Bitcoin Twitter has just fucking lambasted him. Straight to the vein, that one. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> that's a good high, that one, yeah. Yeah, that's a hit and a half. And uh, yeah, we got him. Like, once you know, like he's not even trying to explain his point. He's just going, oh, look, mortgage rates and inflation are all over the place. He doesn't even try and rationalize it. He just goes, Bitcoin fixes this. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want. He's, he's a pleb. Welcome to Plebville. Um, 
I'm surprised Elon isn't doing more on the Bitcoin front. Yeah, he's gone very quiet, hasn't he? Yeah, he's very quiet. I'd imagine it's probably because Doge is 80% down. He's got a, people, a lot of people very angry with him going, what the fuck, Elon? Buy some more Doge because the price is dumped. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you um, hold your um, company treasury in Doge? <laughs> <laughs> imagine. Exactly. It'd be nice if he just went and dumped a load more of his company treasury in Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. What was it? 10%, wasn't it, of Tesla? Um, I, I'm not sure the percent. It's one and a half billion. Yeah. I'm not sure how much of a percent that was, but... Yeah, it was a chunk of a treasury. Yeah. But he didn't go full micro strategy on us. <laughs> no gigachad. So... Um, uh, go on. I was just going to say, gigachad says he makes about 100 mil uh, from micro strategy and then obviously just reinvests that, so... We know that <laughs> there's 100 mil coming in every year without a shadow of a doubt, if not more, because MicroStrategy is more of a household name now as well. So people want to be associated with MicroStrategy. I was just going to say, we're down to the last story. Yeah. Hack of the week. There we go. So this is one which I quickly read just now, so I haven't really got a flavour of what it is, but mm. this is around more F being sold. Um, I haven't read this. And it was $15 million worth um, from a Singapore-based um, platform. So it doesn't really go into how it was stolen. I mean, have we got any further details on it? Yeah, it's, it seems to be. So this is crypto.com. So this is the... The ones that advertise on UFC, they, you know, I even fucking signed up to try and get some of their shit coins so I convert into Bitcoin, and then they scammed me because I had to buy five hundred dollars of their shit coin before I could convert it. So I just left their fifteen dollars of their shit coin in their wallet. Like fuck them, they can just let it rot. I, I'm not going to play their games, but um, they are probably one of the biggest exchanges. They seem to be pumping their their shit coin really well because. They're doing those types of scams where they're forcing people to buy $500 worth of their shitcoin just to get the sign-up bonus. That's all I wanted. Um, and you, yeah, and you, couldn't, you couldn't buy Bitcoin for them? I know. You can it, convert it. it. Literally, it literally, oh, I could buy Bitcoin, yeah, yeah. But the to get my sign-up bonus, it says you have to buy their shitcoin. You have to buy Oh, uh, so you it's not to. even just any shitcoin, which is what I thought you meant. Yeah, I'd be fine with buying some $500 worth of Bitcoin, taking their $15 and taking it out. That would have been fine, yeah, yeah. But no, I had to buy their shitcoin, and I think I also had to hold it for a period of time. I'm like, I'm going to lose way more than $15 holding this shit, so I'm not I'm not risking $500 to make 15 Like, fuck off. I think it was 180 days when I read into it. Yeah, yeah. So Which, there's a long chunk of time. Exactly, and I have no fucking clue what they're coin's gonna do and i don't want to yeah. even research it i'm not gonna waste my time on it so i just went away but yeah what it looks like yeah the, the extra information that came out it looks like that their 2fa uh kind of process of login was hacked or intercepted in some way so when you say so essentially other people had uh their username and password hacked from probably a different website and then they've reused it on crypto.com then they've had their 2FA. And weirdly, this hack is almost identical to the one that happened on Coinbase. I think Coinbase lost about 15 million as well, doing the same thing, where it's always the SMS 
it's always the text message one where you could intercept them sending the request out almost look for what they're looking for and just send it to them just it doesn't you don't even need access to the mobile phone it was a hack in the 2fa kind of protocol so that's what's happened here so a whole hunch a whole host of users have had their wallets emptied essentially but weirdly you know as we know with coinbase and with crypto.com they've both done the same thing which is they've just held their hands up to the mistake and gone yeah that's on us and they refunded the money yeah. so that's so it's a right. good it's a good user experience but it does i suppose highlight the how high the fees are on these how much money they're actually making oh yeah like they are they are making stupid money and, and, and it's always, it's, which is similar to Coinbase, the only reason they can refund it without a problem is the fact it's relatively small amounts of money. You know, this around the $15 million, obviously it's a lot of money in, for an average person, but for a huge exchange, it's nothing. If this was 1.5 billion, then you probably wouldn't be getting a refund. So exactly. it's, just a, it's just another example of this is one of the biggest exchanges going now that is advertising fucking everywhere. And they had quite a basic fundamental flaw in their process here. So don't don't hold your coins on. If, if you got if you buy Bitcoin on crypto.com, like fine, I don't care. But don't hold it there. Put it on your hardware wallet. I was just about to say that it's probably a really good chance that you wouldn't be able to access your coins uh, in the exchange. So take it off. You're just making me remember about Coinbase. Uh, so I've been emailing them. I've just been saying, oh, some people see other offers. I haven't seen any for three months. And we're like... I can't believe I'm, you're emailing support. <laughs> Where's my $1 lessons? <laughs> I, I'm just saying... <laughs> wow. This is where... You, it's like a, he's turned into a crack addict, ladies and gentlemen. Like, he has gone from, nah, I'm, I'm just going to do 5%. And then 10%. Now he wants every sap that he can get. Anything that he can get is on it. Dr. Evil 10% is a sap fiend. <laughs> He's still emailing now. Yeah. I know. I just, <laughs> I just, I just remind witnessing me. live sap greed. <laughs> Don't give me that shit. I talked to Mr. All In and so never look. And they saw some lessons last week for Come Rocket. Monkey jizz. I want my three dollars. <laughs> yeah, support. I need. <laughs> uh, give me my fucking three sats. <laughs> oh, how interesting! Please tell me more about polka dots. I just think I was going to get cut off from that because I I reckon I'm probably one of the fastest people to complete those lessons, which isn't a good thing. It clearly means no. I'm not reading them. So I, yeah, I think. I, I am suspicious that that's why I've been cut off. Yeah, but I, I've always done that, and I'm still getting them. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> I got one last week. It was only for like $2, but I got one. Like, do, you ever, do you ever buy any Bitcoin through Coinbase? Yeah. Actually, just playing Coinbase, not Pro? Oh, no. 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 Okay, so it's not that, because I was wondering whether it's the fact that I don't use normal Coinbase and I just use um, Pro. No, no, I don't think they care. It's the same. I'm still stuck on bloody Stella on that. The only one that comes <laughs> up is Stella Lumens, and it says you earned 10 XLM, and it's just like, yeah, I did. That was, I don't know how many months ago. 
you have to like, maybe your buys aren't enough. They're not like you're not a whale yet. You need to like start buying more Bitcoin, and then maybe they send you some more shitcoin offers. I've got a, le- <laughs> got a free lesson. I must, I must admit, I, 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 I probably do suspect that probably I'm in a certain category in there, and if I'm a shitcoiner and I'm going to give a load of shitcoins to people, I'm going to start at the top and work down. So at the moment, it's a maggot. Uh, yeah, I'm doing. <laughs> I'm bought any any amount for I don't know how long. I buy like fifty pounds a week. I've got a free lesson up uh, on mine. You should have yours too, motherfucker. Which one is it? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just playing with him. I just wanted to see his reaction. <laughs> she just made something up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I mean, I still. Totting up over a year because I'm spending fifty pounds a week, whereas a reasonable amount, not obviously loads, but I haven't done any sizable amounts for quite some time now. I've uh, I've been pumping the prices, you know. So I've put in a good buy. It's gone up since. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting year, I think, with the price. Yeah. Um, I think whoever is uh, out there listening, you know, we, this is not financial advice, but it's a good time right now. And I think it's on sale because uh, it won't stay like this. Yeah, it's for New Year, the CEO of Bitcoin put out the notice. It's sale time. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I had to guess, I'd say it, it's, it feels like a bit of accumulation year. So I think it's going to be maybe a bit rocky, a little bit sideways. Maybe a little bit down. So th- this, these are the years that make or break you. This is mm. like 2018, 2019. These are the times that just hold fast. Most people are like, fear keeps them out of the market. There's lots of reasons yeah. not to buy right now. But, and maybe it will go lower, but this is still a good, great price. So if not you wait until the sell. price starts going up, it's like, it's, um, yeah, it's accumulation years are just, they're boring. Like it bores most people. There's not a lot of gains to be had. Uh, most people might be down if you buy at the wrong time. Uh, and it's not ex- big, exciting gains. But, but but say if you get, I don't know, say Argentina and Turkey coming into a Bitcoin standard, surely that rockets it. Yep, yep. It's so. confidence, isn't it? It's confidence in it. I think us three as, as individuals, though, we actually like this. Where it, it shakes them out, where it is boring. Oh, you know, it, let it be boring. I'd love it to plummet back to um, was it the 2018 prices? Yeah, no, it actually, wasn't 2018, 2020. What, the yeah, start 2020, off in 20, what March? Yeah. The, COVID, that, the COVID dipped like yeah, that would literally be my dream. I'd be selling everything which I could. I, I would cry myself to sleep, but yeah, I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, my, my wife would be like, "You're at a loss." I was just like, "Don't care. <laughs> We're selling this. We're selling that. Yeah. Even that pan, we can get pounds for. <laughs> but we need something to cook it. I don't care." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Orleans on suicide watch. If it was longer than uh, a week. <laughs> yeah, man, Jesus, that was when the last bit of my fear went in. Hit that dip. I was. <laughs> I was virtually all in then, but I scrabbled the last bit of cash together and got the last last bit in at that point. So if it went back to that, obviously right now, when you're living on a Bitcoin standard, you do want the price to only go up because yeah. I can't really buy the dip anymore. I don't have really a proper income. So I'm on a Bitcoin standard. When the price goes down, 
however it went down by, that's the percent of my wealth that I lost. <laughs> so, so pretty much you say back in, in March 2020, if you weren't locked down to your home, you probably would have been given, out behind the back of a train station giving HJs. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and who says I wasn't anyway? <laughs> but you That's weren't charging. But you weren't charging. I had a, I had a cure homeless. <laughs> <laughs> you were wearing PPE though. That's the important thing. <laughs> Glory holes only. Yeah. <laughs> Don't breathe on me. Just come on my face. <laughs> But it didn't solve your problem about Bitcoin dipping down because you weren't actually charging. No, I'm saying them. <laughs> that was a real dip. That, that's where the money went. <laughs> I lost so many fans. Yeah. But I lost so many fans. <laughs> well, there we well, have it. Pod number 39 brought to you. By Mr. All In, Dr. Evil 10%. So never look. And she was here, but she was never here. Mrs. No Show.